This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlin. And we're back. We're yeah. back after a week off. Mm-hmm. Johnny got the Asgardian flu. Um, like you told me when we were walking in, it would have just killed mere mortals like myself. Yeah. Like it would just would have killed me. My mind would have just it would crumbled. Have crum- it would have, uh, well, it would have t- torn your mind and crumbled your body. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. But it's glad to have you back. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. We had a jam-packed show like usual. And we're making a sandwich like we usually do. We, we love got sandwiches. The, we got the sandwich of topics. Before I get in, in, into everything that we're going to talk about, I got two things before. Well, one thing before housekeeping Today's the red podcast. We're both wearing red shirts. Oh, yeah. I noticed that before we were recording. I, I looked at the camera and I'm like, oh, we're both in red shirts. We're Didn't both think in anything sync for this podcast. But before we get into everything, a little bit of housekeeping. If you want to help support MVP, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. You can also get, because we're wearing red shirts, we're not wearing the MVP t shirt because it's black. But you can see that down below in the description or at mostvalablepodcasts.com where you can catch MVP each and every day. And last but not least, you're on Apple Podcasts. If you're on iTunes, make sure to go over, give the Rick and Johnny podcast a five-star rating, and then tell us why you like listening to the podcast each and every week. But Johnny, like I said, jam-packed show. We're talking about Marvel. Then we're going to go into a little bit of DCCW news. Then we're going to come back to Marvel. We're going to talk James Gunn. And the whole Dave Batista situation, if he could possibly leave Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Then we're going to look at the whole Batwoman, Ruby Rose decision and a little bit of the backlash that people have been stupidly throwing her way online. And then we're going to go back into a little bit of a theory, one that you brought up about time travel in Avengers 4. And we're actually going to get a theory from the brain of Johnny Carlick today. Like, we're going to get one. This isn't going to be like, oh, well, we have a theory online. No, no, no. This is a theory that will be from the brain of Mr. Carlick on the other side of the table from J-Man. But let's dive into the James Gunn situation because this gets in more interesting each and every week. And I'm yes. kind of glad that you were sick last week because we got an update this past week mm-hmm. that – so let's take you through the timeline. Last week what we had – is apparently Dave Batista, who plays Drax, was he threatened to quit Guardians 3 if Disney didn't use, not didn't rehire James Gunn, but Remember, didn't use, use his. his script. And the exact quote that we have here is, where I'm at right now is that if Marvel doesn't use that script, then I'm going to ask them to release me from my contract, cut me out, or recast me. I'd be doing James a disservice if I didn't. Then this week, we got the news that Disney was like, no, we're not going to rehire James Gunn as the director. It means they're going to move on. They're going to find somebody else. Where then Dave Batista posted a tweet this week with a Screen Rant article that was basically their big article about why Disney not rehiring James Gunn is a big mistake for Marvel and beyond. He said, thanks at Disney, making America great again. American flag emoji. So, Johnny, with everything that we have, with everything coming out 
with Dave Batista and with him threatening to leave Guardians 3, I'm going to ask you this. With the wake of everything with James Gunn, will Batista leave Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Will he leave the project? Um, you know what? With everything he's saying, he might because um, I don't know what I'm reading through some of this, rereading through some of this right now is um, unless you, I'm, I'm missing something. Did uh, Disney still say they're going to throw out his script? That is the last thing that we heard on that is Marvel may scrap the script. They may scrap it or they may change it. We don't know for sure. We won't know that until they bring in a new director. Until yeah. we have a new name on the product uh, on the project, we won't know. The last thing we have is that they may get rid of James Gunn's script. The only issue with that is um, for. Bautista and he maybe he doesn't care about this. Um, mm-hmm. There, I believe, is a possible fine or something that comes along with dropping yeah. out of a project. Mm-hmm. And if he's okay with pay- paying that off, or if he can somehow get out of it, mm-hmm. that's fine. He may actually go through with it then. But I want to just say it's probably a mistake on Disney to not just don't not only. like fire him Mm -hmm. to a degree i mean that's a mistake but at least especially if they're like we're gonna recast you that would be basically them firing him no i'm talking about james gunn oh okay but to throw his script out too Mm -hmm. at least you have something of james gunn and you know the other two guardians of the galaxy worked out you know the very well not just worked out they were phenomenal yeah and the only reason they would scrap the script Mm -hmm. Is so they did. They wouldn't have to put James Gunn's name anywhere on the product project. Yeah, but the I mean, because like if they used this script, they would still have to have like at the beginning or at the end James Gunn script production. written by James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. Well, they. I mean, credit where credit is due. But mm-hmm. the problem is, you know, like you see how well it worked. Mm-hmm. You see how great the first two movies were. You want to. You would want to keep that same idea. Mm-hmm. With it, so why would you throw that out and not have that anymore? Yeah, and I mean, the thing that this is interesting with is because I've had conversations with numerous people just in our everyday life mm-hmm. about it. Like my father, who's yes, more of the, the um, my father, who's more of the um, just like, oh well, should he's on the mindset of shouldn't have done it if you didn't want this to hurt you in the future. You shouldn't have made tweets like that. Where I'm more of on the side of, it was a different phase in his life. Like, mm-hmm. he was more of that shock, that like shock jock personality of, I want to go for shock humor with what he was doing. Yeah. But you have fans out there that have been in rage. Like, I'm not saying everyone is on one side of the fence here. There are fans that are in, outraged by this decision. There was a petition that was launched that, at the time of the Screen Rant article that I'm looking at, had over 370,000 signatures on it. And the thing that I love with this situation, I don't, I'm not going to love the fact if Dave Batista leaves the Guardians 3 product, but I finally love that something like this happened where there's one person, whether it be what I've brought up about the MLB, where MLB player brings up terrible tweets, but he tweeted it in high school when he was 16, 17 mm-hmm. years old. And that baseball team, instead of saying, well, you know, we respect what we're doing with uh, whatever, I can't remember the player's name off the top of my head, but 
instead of saying, no, well, that was a different time, they were like, hey, we're going to send you to sensitivity training and you have to apologize for the team. And I was sitting there going, really? Like, I know that his tweets were god awful and horrible, but like, when does it become you're a kid and you got to learn from your mistakes? This isn't that, but I mean, I love that one of these actors has come up and kind of said, this is what we're going to do. And he actually um, accused Disney of caving to cyber Nazis is the exact word that he used. And I can respect a guy like Dave Batista for doing this when a guy like Chris Pratt, who's technically the lead of Guardians, is kind of doing the whole, I'm going to take a step back. I'm not going to go out on a ledge and say anything because I like my job and I don't want to lose it kind of a thing. Yeah. That's kind of the, the oh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's kind of the gist that I'm getting from it, that Dave Batista's is like, no, this is what I believe in. James is my guy. James is my friend. I'm going to stand up for him. And Chris Pratt is like, eh, James is my friend, but I kind of like my job here. So I'm going to step back and kind of give a blanket statement that doesn't go too far out there and doesn't rock the boat per se. Exactly. No, I give kudos for to Batista for doing such, something mm-hmm. like that because it, it takes a lot, especially when you're facing – um, potential fines, poten- like just not having that job. Or just not being in the movie. Not being in the movie, too. I mean, it's just though, all, those big things like that mm-hmm. are take a lot, but I give kudos to him for going through and saying that and coming out and saying that and saying, you know what, I'm not doing this if uh, we're not at least using his script. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, we've hashed on this before, but mm-hmm. Disney, you're in the wrong, too. I mean, yeah, James Gunn. You were in the wrong for making those tweets in the first place, but the different part of your life, mm-hmm. something that what five years before the Guardians started? Yeah, but five years before yeah. the Guardians movie started. Twenty fourteen was the first Guardians. Yes. Guardians, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so five years. Yeah. So I mean, there, everyone plays a little bit into this, both Disney mm-hmm. and James Gunn. But I mean, why would you like just like you're saying with those high school like high school tweets, mm-hmm. and now they're in the. Big leagues. Yeah. Why are you being punished for those? Mm-hmm. Really? Like yeah. that picture was, he's 24 now, I want to say. Yeah. And he was 17 at the time when he yeah. made those tweets. That's a lo- long time. That's mm-hmm. what, seven years? Yeah. Uh, about six, seven years. Yeah, seven years because it's three to 20 and then four to 24. But like, and the thing that kind of sits in my mind too is like, I'm going to go back to the Chris Pratt thing and I'm not trying to make this, hey, Chris Pratt, you should be doing exactly yeah, what exactly. Batista's no, doing. I... But it's funny when, like, even Batista, I can't remember where I seen or heard this, but he even said, like, he's like, right when it happened, right when James Gunn got fired, Batista went to Chris Pratt and was like, dude, we got to stand up for this. Like, this is not right. And he was like, well, you know, Chris Pratt's a religious guy, and he's like, well, I'm going to take time to pray on it and stuff and for the longest time, Chris Pratt wasn't saying anything. And then the whole Guardians cast came out with their joint statement with on things. But basically, Batista, when he said that, was like, no, fuck that. We need to do something, and I'm going to say something. Like, I can respect that kind of a thought process because this whole, like, this whole thing is a common trend and it's not going to stop. And I've had conversations, I know, with Mark on different non-James like Gunn things about this exact thing. And yeah. you can say, oh, it's the problem with social media. But now that we have a platform like Twitter, I'm just going to use because 
that's the easiest one. Somebody gets offended by something, and then we get this mob mentality of, oh, let's all jump on this person. And, like, now it's gone to a fact so far of, hey, we're actually going to boycott your product. And it seems like the products, like Walmart, Disney, all these companies, they, instead of, like... I'm waiting for that first company, I guess you could say Adult Swim, mm-hmm. kind of did it on a lesser degree. Yeah. I would have loved if Disney was like, fine, do it. I'm going to call you on your bluff. Yeah. I'm going to call you. Fine, boycott our product. Let's see how far that takes you. No, really, I feel like Disney would should have been the one to do that because mm-hmm. they have enough power behind them to yep. not, to be honest, not fret about it. And the Adult Swim, just for people that don't know... What I'm referencing there is Dan Harmon did yeah. this terrible thing when he was first starting up about he made a pilot about like a Dexter spinoff where basically the main character goes back in time and rapes babies. But the babies are like bad guys, like serial killers and stuff. Um, he's apologized for it. He said it was terrible. He's taken it off the Internet. But if you know the Internet, once you put it up there, it's up there. For it's hour. up there. Like you can take it down. Somebody has it. Somebody has it somewhere. Um, But basically, Adult Swim, when people are like, oh, no, you should fire Dan Harmon. They're like, well, you know what? Dan Harmon is sorry for it. That's not um, how we want to project Adult Swim, but we're not firing him. We're going to like we're not getting rid of him. Yeah. And that also is maybe Adult Swim going, hey, we just ordered how many episodes of Rick and Morty? And we got to make sure those get made. Yeah. We well, can't be firing Dan Harmon. Not right just that. Now. I like the fact that they, they didn't just fire him for mm-hmm. that. It's like, you know what? We don't condone his, yeah. his actions of that. He's apologized. Mm-hmm. We're not getting rid of him because guess what? Mm-hmm. He's not doing it anymore. Yeah. And here's a question. Go ahead. It's like, go ahead, boycott. Most of the people that watch this channel anyways mm-hmm. don't care. I'm going to throw this out there because I'm going to relate the Disney thing to that. Arguably right now, would you say Rick and Morty is Adult Swim's most popular product right now? I would think it is. Okay. So that to me is what I first thought of is, yeah, of course you're not going to fire Dan Harmon because you need Rick and Morty to be good because Rick and Morty right now is your bread and butter. How do you think Disney would react if, let's say it's not James Gunn, because Guardians is a great movie series. Guardians is... Part of the MCU, mm-hmm. but it's not the main bread and butter. It's yeah, not no, the it's main not. focal piece. How do you think Disney would have reacted if it was one of the Russos instead of James Gunn? Would it be different because now we're talking about a director linked to the main product in the Avengers? I don't know. I still think Disney because it it's would have caved. I still think it would have caved because it seems like it's less about like what the person did, and more mm-hmm. they're caving to societal yeah. rage the at whole, the moment. The whole lynch mob coming yeah, to coming take th- James Gunn's job, basically. Exactly. In yeah, they, that's, I think they still would have gone through with doing that mm-hmm. just because of what like where it came where the attack came from. Mm-hmm. It came it didn't come from like like there was a mob like you said, mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Lynch mob mentality was coming after it, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to drop this so we don't get the backlash for it. Because, mm-hmm. oh, well, we don't condone his actions. He's gone now. Yeah. Don't don't pull us down with it, please. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we did what you want. 
We did what you want. We're all good here. We're all good. Are we good? We good. And like to go back on the mob mentality thing in a greater sense of it is the thing I hate most about it is not everyone looks at it like you and I. Like not everyone does the research to say, hey, you know, this guy, he tweeted it in 2009. Look at what he was doing. Like nobody, everyone sees those tweets they already get an opinion in their head, and then they just go with it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no actual, like, it, it's kind of like it goes around the same things. And I am similar to this, and I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm holier than thou, and I don't do this. But how many times do you scroll through, like, Facebook or something, see a headline, get a thought, and move on? And don't even click on the article to read it. Sometimes, but I'm also like, like, eh, whatever. There are some person. of those where it's like, oh, wow, that's bad. And then I just keep moving on. Instead oh, yeah, of actually no. clicking the article, reading it, and finding out that the article headline had nothing to do with the actual That's article. true. There's a few, quite a few of those out there. It I'll, was all just a misunderstanding. Like, uh, there's one where I'll go, oh, well, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Or like, wow, this person's a piece of shit, and then move on. Then later find out, oh, that article was either wrong or... At the end, they're like, well, it didn't really happen like this. And I guess he's not that bad. It's like, bitch, you're trying to get these you're trying to get these clicks from me so that I'll look at your stuff. But Oh, like there was one yesterday. Mm-hmm. It honestly happened to me just yesterday. And okay. luckily, it's a little bit different. To where you didn't click on it or you no, no, did? I did. Okay. But there, it's a little bit different. Okay. Part, so it said um, scientists make gorilla realize mortality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different. Like I said, it's a little bit, di- a little bit different than what we're talking about. So I click on it, and it brings up the news article, almost like a CNN style at first. Mm-hmm. And then I realize in the bottom corner it says the onion. I'm like, oh, thank God, that onion, that onion. Will get <laughs> oh you. man, I'm like, that is because uh, you got to be careful for that onion. Because man. like, oh, we used repetition of green block, red block, what, uh, blue block, mm-hmm. green, and then we did gorilla born, gorilla grow up, gorilla die. I'm like. Are you kidding me? This is absolutely <laughs> awful. And then you got like, like I don't know sign language. So like yeah. they were like doing the interpretation do the... of gorilla sad gorilla. No, life is a existence is meaningless. Got to do this one. <laughs> what we learned from uh, from Rampage means to poop. <laughs> Yeah, you called me a big shit in science. I language. said you look like big shit. Yeah, I um, do. No. I do usually, so you're not far up. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm just glad that I realized it was un- the onion, but mm-hmm. had I not clicked on that and had I not like read done the research. Let's put it this way. You would have just thought sometimes that was you don't real even thing. sometimes you don't even look who put it up there. Exactly. You just see you just the, look at the headline. You look at the headline. You don't mm-hmm. see like on Facebook is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You scroll past the name, don't even pay attention who it was, and then the you see that the article. The artist is little, little bitty gray. No, no, I'm saying like, oh, John Carlick posted mm-hmm. this. Sometimes you don't even look at that. You just see that. Yeah. Or you look at that and you then associate that article with that person. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a shitty person because you now you have posted this. But yeah. No, but um, <laughs> I just want to say I'm <laughs> glad that was the onion and not real. <laughs> One of the last things I will bring up, though, is... The thing with Dave Batista and why why he can do this mm-hmm. is first off, I don't even think this is part of the reason of why he's doing it. I just feel like first the main reason is he believes what he believes. Yeah. And he's standing up for I, it. Again, but, I give him kudos for that. But on the other side, it's easy for him to do it now 
kind of play devil's advocate and be on each side. Uh, True. It's easy for him to do this now instead of, like, before Guardians 1. Because ever since he's been in Guardians, his career's kind of taken off to where he was in Blade Runner 2049. To where basically when we saw that movie before I fell asleep, I was like, holy shit, is that Batista? And you're like, yeah, that's Batista. I'm like, holy shit, man. He's in this movie. Um, He's been in that movie. He was in Hotel Artemis um, that came out recently. He was in The Escape Plan 2. He's going to be in Escape Plan 3. He's going to be in Master Z. He's got his own um, untitled project coming out very or in pre-production right now. So, I mean, he's kind of – he's not like huge A-list because he did have the WWE side, and that mm-hmm. does help as well. But now he's more in it's the actually, national life. It's brought it up a lot. Yeah, it has. But, I mean, there's that part too where it's easy for him to say, hey, I'll quit if this doesn't happen – because they'll be well off mm-hmm. because of what Guardians has already done for him at this point. Exactly. I mean, the other um, student, Disney Studios could, if they really want, like just give a lot of backlash. And mm-hmm. one of those, well, you won't work around here again. Yeah. But I mean. But still, people are going to want to hire him because of who he is and his the name that's out there now. And I mean, I'm honestly looking at it since Guardians 1. Let's see. How many Disney things has he been in? Hmm. I saw Guardians 1, Guardians 2, Infinity War, Guardians 3. Like, that's the only Disney stuff he's been in. So I don't think that's a real big thing. Very last thing I want to ask you about this, and this has nothing to do with... It has everything to do with James Gunn. Nothing to do with what we just thought about. This is kind of a little tag that I was going to add mm-hmm. on the end of it. I was reading an article recently where the headline said, Warner Brothers should recruit James Gunn for a DC movie. What do you think about that? Should DC say, screw it, we're going after him. Let's bring him in here to do a movie for us. Honestly, this is a little bit vindictive, but yeah. Why not? You have a great director. And hope it doesn't work out like the Joss Whedon thing did. Yes. Because um, that was horrible. <laughs> But my my thing would be, I mean, give him give him his like. Let the, him do the Green Lantern movie. Let him start on the, his own project. Don't bring him in on a mid project. Bring him on in on a fresh project, like that he can come up with. Yes, exactly. I would say Green Lantern. Green Lantern would be one because there's no script for that yet. Yeah. Um. What about the the New Gods movie that they want to do with all of like Dark Side and the New Gods? Yeah. They want to do Jack Kirby's New Gods. I mean, of course, that's me thinking. Oh, let's bring him in. For a space movie, but I would just say, hey, James, what kind of DC movie would you like to do? Exactly. Let him bring him on. All I say is like, because mm-hmm. part of the reason Josh Whedon didn't work out very well. Was the Justice League. They well, shoehorned they brought, him into Justice exactly, League. Exactly. They shoehorned him mm-hmm. in. Bring him in on his own fresh project. Mm-hmm. And honestly, because at least then DC's like, hey, we have the balls to hire him still. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like this; these tweets should ruin his career. Yeah. This was way before. This is when he was doing, just to give you guys a reference, he was doing the movie Super. Super. Yeah, we brought that up last we time. We did last time. I just, and if they didn't watch the last one, yeah, I want to give them the idea. I'm going to say this again. Watch that movie and then see why he was doing those types of tweets. That's like, I'll say this because I've said this many times before. Disney, they're two things. One, if you did do your research and found the tweets, 
It didn't affect you hiring him in 2014. Mm-hmm. So why does it magically, magically affect his? Well, I mean, uh, Disney's nothing but magic. Exactly. But like now, magically, it's like, oh, after four years, I don't know. I sat on those tweets and I don't like them. Or two, if you didn't find those tweets, didn't do your you job. didn't do due diligence. You just yeah. said, oh, James Gunn, here, come on on for a job. But no, I think the DC, if they haven't already contacted James Gunn, they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's just me being just blatantly just blunt about it because if I was the if I was DC or anyone up in DC, that phone is already off the hook. Hey James, uh, want to do a movie for us? Want to want to come over and do a uh, a DC movie? Because we'll we'll let you write the script. We'll let you do whatever whatever you want. With it. You want. Exactly in it these would, parameters. It would it would only help them because uh, right now the DC is trailing. The Marvel movies, but before we move on into yep. Batwoman stuff, any final thoughts that you want to throw in no. about James Gunn or Batista? Agreed about the DC thing. Kudos to mm-hmm. Batista for standing up for uh, James Gunn. Mistakes have been made. Mistakes have been made. I've made a few mistakes in my day. I've made a few. I know. You've I don't know made about like this though. A few. No, no, nothing like that. But like I'm saying, we all make mistakes. Oh, we, we are do. all human. But exactly. Oh. Well, sort as of. Guardian on the other side of the table. <laughs> but this is where you guys come in. Let us know you think down below in the comment section. Like I say all the time, especially with these topics, but with all of them, it's a conversation. We've given what we think. I want to know what you guys think so then we can join you in the comment section, bring your comments then into shows, and kind of keep this conversation going more so than just this video. Let me know and let Johnny know. What you guys think down below in that comment section. And Johnny, moving on into our next topic, taking a little step away from Marvel, going into DC before we get into Marvel to end the podcast. But what we're looking at here from the DC side of things is we knew from Comic-Con that the CW, the Arrowverse, was going to be introducing Batwoman. We got a little short that they were going to do an hour special, like a crossover event with Arrow and the Flash, I believe, and Supergirl um, introducing Batwoman. It was going to be a Batwoman crossover event. Well, this past week, or I should say last week, because mm-hmm. this was going to be one of our topics last week, they have now hired Ruby Rose to be Batwoman. So... There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. The first that I want to unpack is the positive of this, is Ruby Rose is going to be Batwoman, and the first thing I will ask you, kind of a loaded, like, putting them together. Mm -hmm. First, what are your initial thoughts of Ruby Rose being Batwoman, and two, how do you think she's going to be as Batwoman in the CW, in the Arrowverse? Well, congrats to her for finally going out into a bigger role, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's... I don't know really I've never really seen any of the movies she's been in that I read off of the pe- tourism thing pe- that you people who watch Orange is the New Black might come after you. They might come after you. But to be Sorry, honest, I just haven't watched any on, of the stuff. On the same side, Orange is the New Black is one of those like yes, it's popular, people might know what it is, mm-hmm. but I still put it off into like its own it has its own cult following I of know fans. of it. Yes. Like That's there's it. It's not one of those things that everybody has seen. Exactly. And like for me, like you have like you kind of mentioned, she's been in big things. It's just not like she hasn't been the main role exactly. in them. Exactly. Like, now she'll be the main role in something. Like John so Wick. So kudos to her for that. Keanu Reeves. Like Pitch Perfect. All the girls from the first one. You don't Rebel really Wilson, have a- 
Um, yeah, you don't really have a specific. Oh, who am I thinking of? Anna Kendricks. Yes. Also. Um, you've got Triple X, where it was Vin Diesel is the main in that movie. Mm-hmm. The Meg, you've got Jason Statham as the lead. Yeah. With her as Batwoman. She'll be the lead. She will be the lead. Which is why I'm giving congrats to her. Because exactly. she'll be the lead in one of these, like a TV series that we all try to think of what it's called. How is she going to do, though, as Batwoman? To be honest. And are you excited for a Batwoman series? Meh. I'm not caught up on a lot of the Arrowverse anymore, so I'm excited to check it out. It's but I've never I haven't watched in a while, so I'm like, okay, I don't know how she is an actress. Mm -hmm. I'll put it that way. So I'm not like opposed to her doing it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm not like genuinely excited because Mm -hmm. I don't know much about any of that. My whole thing is like I told Dave when this whole thing. The whole casting came out like people were like, oh, well, what do you think about Ruby Rose being Batwoman? Like, well, I have nothing against her being Batwoman. Yeah, same. My main thing was, did we need a Batwoman series? Like, that's where we're going to go. Kind of like an OK Arrowverse. Like, I'm not going to not going to harp on your decision. But like, I thought like there are other stories to me personally yeah. that I would love to see. Like, um, I know Dave and I were talking about it. I know that Arrow was never going to get Batman to be in their Arrowverse because Mm -hmm. DC would never let Batman be in the TV. They're going to keep him for the movies. But like, I always thought that we would get maybe like a Robin spinoff. And I guess you can say, well, Ricky, we're getting that with Titans. Titans on the DC streaming service. Or I was like, ooh, maybe a Nightwing um, series. But Again, I mean, same thing. Exactly. But also they're developing a Nightwing movie yeah. for the silver screen. So why would you make a TV series with that? But I mean, the Batwoman one is interesting. Because it is. it's kind of, I mean, going along with, look at where the CW has been. If I'm not mistaken, the order of it was Arrow was the first. Mm-hmm. The Flash was second. You have then Legends of Tomorrow was third. That was the combined group that also moved Constantine over to them and made him, to me, in my mind, a bigger part Mm -hmm. of that and was able to let that character shine. Then you had Supergirl come in. Now we're having Batwoman come into this. So it's kind of the trend that we're getting the two back-to-back Supergirl, then the new one is Batwoman. Also, to add to those, um, the CW Seed, which mm-hmm. is not on the TV series, you have to, it's like a downloadable app. Yeah. CW shows there is Constantine mm-hmm. uh, TV uh, TV series. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Vixen had one too. Mm-hmm. So all connected to those as well. Yeah. Seeing as you said, brought Constantine into it, which I and Vixen came actor, off of. I I love I love same. that Constantine character. Same. Like if he it's is the same guy. Yeah. When I because Legends of Tomorrow was the one where it's like I wasn't gonna be like man I gotta watch this every time. But if it was on and I'm like yeah I'll pop on up. yeah exactly Legends episode he was always my favorite. Um, absolutely my favorite all the way through. I just, for me, it's not a like, oh my God, we're getting Batwoman. Why the hell are we doing this? It's just a like, all right, let me see how it's going. Because I'll be completely honest too with the Arrowverse. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people that I've talked to, it's like, well, I haven't watched Arrow in a while. (laughs) Like I'm one of those. It's one of those two is 
I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is the Arrowverse getting towards the end where it's like it's no longer new to where the point is like, all right, we're getting a Batwoman series. I'll check it out at the beginning and then people will check it out and then kind of teeter off from it. And then the hardcore – the to me, the hardcore fans will stay, but then a lot of the people that checked it out will just – Peter off. I think at least Arrow is mm-hmm. itself. Maybe not the Arrowverse because then you can kind of like rely on the Flash. Because the Flash you know, is really popular. He's really it's really popular. It's still fairly new compared mm-hmm. to Arrow. Arrow's what probably going to go into its seventh season soon. Yes, I think so. And what Flash has only done its fourth season. Mm-hmm. So you still got maybe right. You got a few more seasons out of Flash. You can probably get. Still, same with Supergirl. You got a few more seasons out of that. You can get. You can probably get a season or two more. So out of you were right about Arrow. Yeah, Arrow this year October eighteenth they'll start their seventh season. Yeah, the Flash this October will start its fifth season. Yeah, I said they just did their fourth. Yeah. So Supergirl will start its fourth season, and then Legends of Tomorrow will also start its fourth season as so well. So Legends of Tomorrow, you don't, only because it's not like the hype of the other three because mm-hmm. it's like oh main superhero, main superhero, main superhero. Mm-hmm. And I was also B-list superheroes. Yeah, and I was also wrong on my ordering. Um, it was Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, then Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. For some reason, I thought Legends of Tomorrow came out. I think what they did is they hinted in the show at them, mm-hmm. like c- coming together. But then they came out with Supergirl. Then they came out Supergirl. Then they mm-hmm. made Legends of Tomorrow a show. The thing that I hate about this story is the thing that I hate the most about this story is the negative part of it. Yes. Now. Is of we kind of talked about how will she do, which on our side, I think she'll do well. I think she'll be fine. Because like you look at you look at the stuff that she's been in, all action movies pretty much, except for like a pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. But like you've got the action, you get the comedy from Orange is the new black. Um, but I don't think it's like a uh she's not gonna do well as Batwoman. I mean, it all comes together too of like how they're gonna make her look as the character, but the negative part of this story has to deal with the backlash that Ruby Rose has been um, receiving from this where she had, she's quit Twitter. She mean the unnecessary backlash. Exactly. The unnecessary backlash as um, I'm reading here from people.com deadline reported that before deleting her Twitter account that Rose tweeted where on earth did Ruby is not a lesbian, therefore she can't be Batwoman come from? Has to be the funniest, most ridiculous thing I've ever read. I came out at 12, and I have the past five years had to deal with she's too gay. How do y'all flip it like that? I didn't change. I wish we would all support each other on our or, and our journeys. And that ended her tweet. What are your thoughts on that part of the people, like you said, the unnecessary, the unnecessary backlash at her becoming Batwoman and being casted as Batwoman? To start, I've when I say my comment about that, mm-hmm. I have nothing against the LGBT. Did I yeah. say that right? Mm-hmm. Community, nothing against it. Now to comment, what you asked me about, mm-hmm. who gives? A fuck. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be gay to play a gay role. Yeah. You don't need to be Jewish to play a Jewish role. It's called acting. Mm-hmm. 
it's kudos to her. Not only is she she gets to play a role, as she stated in another one of her comments, a role she's wanted to or wanted to see since she was a kid. She gets to play it. Mm-hmm. Kudos to the LGBT. I'm sorry, I always mess that up. Yeah. The LGBT community. Yeah. For having an LGBT LGBT actor or actress playing that role. I say kudos to all them. But honestly, lesbian, not lesbian, who gives a shit? Well, I mean, the thing that the thing I'll say is the most important part is what she told Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show. Yeah. And this had nothing to do with the like, oh, the Batwoman character is a lesbian, I'm a lesbian. It more so had to deal with she's like, when I was growing up, yeah, I had no like you look on TV and you had nobody that you could in the LGBT community. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. I will be completely honest. I come from a background of I didn't have like I wasn't in those shoes. No, exactly. I wasn't either. I looked up to mostly like I would watch something and be like, I can do that. And probably the only thing like that I can think of from my childhood that did a good job, even though we made fun of it for it because of the colors that they gave some of the Rangers, but like Power Rangers, Mm -hmm. they had at the time you had, oh, you've got Kimberly, Jason, Billy, and Tommy were all white. You had Zach who was black. You had Trini who was Asian, but also like on my side, Although I wanted to be Jason, I could look up to Billy because I'm like, oh, my one of the big things when I was a kid was I could never be a superhero. I have glasses like because that was the big thing, like with sports and everything, too. It was you needed special athletic glasses and the Horace Grant goggles with the strap around it because your glasses will fall off and they'll break. Exactly. And seeing Billy on the. Power Rangers with glasses, I was finally like, oh, I could be a Power Ranger if I wanted to because Billy also has glasses and was also that kind of like nerdy character um, too. With this, that's what – like that's the part of her statement that I really want to like put light on because to me that's the most important part. But I do agree in this sense with this character, the most important part shouldn't be, oh – is Ruby like she said in her tweet that is she lesbian enough to play this role? It should be, hey, how is she like? Does she have the acting chops to completely be agree? Batwoman, and I know people are going to say there's going to be one side in the comment comments that go, you guys are blinded to this. If you guys were on the other side, it would be you wouldn't have that same thought. And that's why I brought up the first part where it's important to have that so that, like she said, she can be kind of a role model to a girl that is going through that same situation as a younger girl. But like the most important part too, well, I I say most important part, but this is another important part Mm -hmm. is the very last thing she says in that tweet. I wish we would all support each other on our journeys. Like, it's one thing to hate a casting role because you don't think that person X would be a good Batwoman, but it's another thing to say just because you, you are the person you are in real life doesn't mean you can be this role. 
Exactly. That's the thing that honestly mm-hmm. pisses me off. It doesn't matter whether she's lesbian, what race she is, mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the one thing that you and I always look at. Do they have the acting chops for mm-hmm. it? And that's all that should be looked at. Unless Not, it's something, the only thing I'll interject really quick. Yeah. Unless it's like a John Stewart, like Green Lantern. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I'm casting John Stewart, I'm actually going to cast an African-American or an African actor and not cast anyone else. Like, oh, if I agree. If it's something like that, there's a requirement there that needs to oh, be yeah, hit I agree in order that. for that character. But, I mean, like, okay, let's say this Batwoman thing in particular. Mm-hmm. She doesn't I, – I give, again, congratulations Ruby Rose for getting the part. Yeah. I hope you do really well. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say with that is I'm I'm trying to cast someone for mm-hmm. Batwoman. I don't care if they're lesbian and mm-hmm. what race they are, whatever to me, because because of the whole law of equal employers. Well, not just that. It's because I just want them to be a good actress. True. I want that role to be done right. And that's get, it. Get the job. Ba- so what you're saying is to clarify, too, is. Get the job based on your credentials. Not on who you are as a per- real, in the mm-hmm. real world. Yeah. Exactly. No, I don't care who you are in the real world. As long as you're going to do a good job playing mm-hmm. that role, that's what I care about. And for me, I feel like... And this is a great stride for the LGBT mm-hmm. community to have an, a, per, like a hero... In a major superhero TV show. Yeah. She'll be the first. She'll be the first one mm-hmm. of the LGBT community to play a hero of the LGBT community. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome mm-hmm. on both sides of that. But like I'm trying... Because there were also people that are like, how could you play uh, How could you play Batwoman? Batwoman's Jewish and you're not Jewish. There was that okay. whole thing too. It's yeah, like, it was like, really? I don't like... I'm sorry, to be fair, how much of that actually plays into... E- how much of either of those actually plays into it? They might show the love interest of her with another exactly. woman. That's about it. I'm not sure how many times they're going to show her going to to show her going to temple. Yeah, from what, or they might. They like, might. They might reference it. They might reference it, but I'm not sure how many times. How like important that's really going to be in there. One of the big things that they did in the comics to reference it is yeah. I'm trying to find the exact quote um, from it that I can. Um, Let's see. It was like in the Batwoman comics where to kind of put um, light to it, they did a like Christmas. It was around Christmas time. Okay. And that's how they did the divide of like, oh, she's a Jewish character because of the whole like, oh, well, you know, Christmas and all that and celebrating differently. Um, I was trying to find the exact quote, but I couldn't find it. But basically, that was how they introduced it in the comics. Was it was around Christmas time, and to kind of have her be different yeah. than what was going on. But I think the main part of it, and this is the part we'll end with, is that for me, although like Orange is the New Black, I'm like you, didn't tickle my fancy. Like mm. it wasn't one of those where I have to, I had to watch it. But I'll be completely honest. I am not the target audience. No. I, me and you are not the target audience for Orange is the New Black. Doesn't mean we can't watch it, but we're just not the target audience. I'll be completely honest. The Triple X movie, like, it was an action movie she was in, but it was Triple X Return of Xander Cage. I have been off the Triple X bandwagon for quite a while. I've never when even that seen movie them. Came off or came out. 
And then, like, the John Wick one was, I hear, really good. The Meg, that one recently came out. That's what I think that she'll bring to this role that'll be interesting, an action background. Exactly. And I can't wait to see that from a Batwoman character because any part of, like, anything Bat Family, whether it's Batman, whether it's Nightwing, whether it's Robin, whether it's Teen Titans, I'm including that in the Bat Family, although Robin's the only one in there. Whether it's a Batwoman, whether it's a Batgirl, this is something to where it's like that is what she is going to bring, and that is going to be the most interesting part because all those characters have to have some point of a action background mm-hmm. to it. The last thing I'm going to ask you is something that I think Dave posed when me and him were just talking about it. What do you think of the decision? I know that taking taking out that they want to develop a Batgirl movie. Push that to the side. Mm-hmm. Why do you think DC, this is the last thing I'll ask you, why do you think DC made the decision, hey, we're going to bring Batwoman into the Arrowverse instead of, hey, let's do a Batgirl TV series and not do a Batgirl movie? Wait, I'm confused by your question because Batgirl and Batwoman are two different people. Exactly. Why did they just? Why do you think DC decided to put Batwoman in the Arrowverse and do a Batwoman series maybe and not a Batgirl series. Maybe because they still have the Batgirl on the back burner somewhere mm-hmm. saying, you know what, this isn't a priority right now. We still got Green Lantern as a main hero. We still got all these mm-hmm. other main heroes we can work with. Batgirl's on the back burner. Maybe we can even throw her in as already like... Mm-hmm. What was the other one when she's... Your uh, uh, Oracle. Oracle. Maybe we'll in the wheelchair in as after, Oracle already. After um, Scarecrow. Yeah. Maybe. Like, because they were talking, we're going to do the Bat Family TV, like mm-hmm. the movie series yeah. things and blah, blah, blah. So DC maybe is like, okay, we're going to put this on a back burner right now. Hey, here, you can have Batwoman to work with Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So, because they have a huge Bat Family to work with. They do. They. And that's the one thing, too, that, I mean, Bat wo- Batwoman is something that I feel like having this character out there is just going to bring eyes to the Batwoman character and is going to make her more popular mm-hmm. as a character as well. Also, another thing that I didn't find, because on IMDb, the only one on this movie is uh, Margot Robbie for Harley Quinn, but... I just thought to set myself in the head, oh, Ricky, Birds of Prey, isn't Batgirl going to be in that? Because Birds of Prey, you got Black Canary. I, I can't remember if it was just going to be Black Canary, Huntress, and Harley Quinn, or if Batgirl in some sense was going to be Maybe. in that movie as well. I know Huntress and Black Canary are for sure, along okay. with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, but this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. First off, the main question. Ruby Rose is Batwoman. How will she be as Batwoman? That's plain and simple. Then the second part of what we went into with what do you think of the backlash? Do you stand with Ruby Rose as well? Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. And Johnny, let's end the podcast going back into the Marvel side of things. We're going into Avengers. Can never get too much Avengers on the podcast. And this was actually a topic brought up by yourself. I mean, I've been thinking about it, but I've been like, oh, we can put that on the shelf as we get closer to Avengers. But you actually sent me something that kind of sparked a little bit, and I want to actually have this conversation. So Mm -hmm. you sent me an article from 
wegotthiscovered.com, and here's basically what it says. Reddit user at Springles, yeah, at Springles, <laughs> came up. Splingles. Splingles. I'm like, I knew I'm not saying that right. Splingles came up with the concept based on what we know about Avengers 4. Um, he looked, he or she looked back at Fury's scenes in the first Avengers sequel, Age of Ultron, and noticed some potential extra meaning in his dialogue with Tony Stark and the rest of the heroes at Clint Barton's farmhouse. Here's the exact theory, and I quote, I rewatched Avengers Age of Ultron recently, and I came across an odd bit of dialogue that really stuck out in light of events in Avengers Infinity War and rumors about Avengers 4. When Nick Fury drops in on the Avengers at the farm, he does two things. He tries to talk to Tony into dropping his efforts into making super robots, and he gives the whole team a pep talk and starts the conversation that eventually leads to the creation of Vision. With the hint-slash-common theory that time travel is somehow involved in Avengers 4, it got me thinking, what if this was a future or a past version of Nick Fury, dropping in on a crucial point to interfere with history or to shepherd events in a particular direction? A few things to consider. When Fury surprises Tony in the barn, it's Tony who says, who told you we were here? Maria Hill, right? And Fury changes the subject. Then Fury starts to try to talk Tony out of working on artificial intelligence. I think this is a big deal because he must be aware that the quickest way to motivate Tony Stark is to tell him he can't do something. Fury starts the conversation about AI, but it's Tony who changes the subject to his fears about the future. Later, Fury gives the team details about Ultron. This makes sense for both present Nick and potentially time traveler Nick. What do you think about that? What do you think about this theory about a time traveling? Um, oh, wait, there's more. I'm not done. Yep, you're um, not done. I, I'm like, they, wait, that didn't feel like it was all They of had it. a little, they had a picture there of the Russos. Yeah. And it broke it up. So, I mean, here's the rest of it. But he says, back in the day, I had eyes everywhere, ears everywhere. You kids had all the tech you could dream up. Now here we are back on Earth with nothing but our wit and our will to save the world. This this struck me as odd because when we have when when have we ever seen Nick Fury not on Earth? And who is the we that he means? Also, it's this conversation that sparks the brainstorming that ends up with vision and watching how Nick Fury guides the discussion, it begs the question, is he steering them to create vision and think that it was their idea? My theory, this is not the Nick Fury that we know from their future from their present. This is a time traveling Nick Fury who is there to make sure Vision is created with the Infinity Stone. This version of Nick Fury has been to space with the Avengers, which at the time of Age of Ultron hasn't happened yet for them. Now we're at the end of it. Johnny, what do you think about this? 
Um, interesting concept. I mean, I could see it being part of it, especially since one of the theories for um, Avengers 4 is supposed to be time travel. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be that um, they go back in time to different parts of the Marvel Universe and visit those in order to um, figure out or try and maybe get the Infinity Stones mm-hmm. or before Thanos gets them or whatever they have to do to make sure the snap doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you said you had one as well of a different idea they ha- someone has. Well, I mean, for me, I believe this was in Winter Soldier where it was the dialogue of it was just one line that he says to Cap. Civil War. It was Civil War where basically t- he's at the desk with like both of his fists on it and he looks at Cap and says, if you've only like something along the lines of if you've only seen what I've seen. Yeah. Or like I've seen th- basically giving off the thing of like I've seen some shit yeah. and there's most people are thinking oh we're gonna see that in Captain Marvel but other people are thinking oh well what if this is true if Nick Fury's a time traveler then it's like oh no I've seen some shit I've seen some shit that you don't even know about mm-hmm. and that plays into it as well I don't know if I'm I'm not buying in on Nick Fury time traveler I'm not really on that, but the time travel thing is like, okay, I'm game with the time travel. What's going on with your mind about time travel? My mind, well, like I said, um, in the Avengers 4 movie, um, I think it's going to be less of, well, I wanted you, before I go on Mm -hmm. and say what I think again, what was the other theory that you came across, I believe you said? My, it wasn't going to be time travel, it was going to be what now? So yeah, the thing that I came across with was that the Avengers time travel wasn't going to be time travel. It was going to be through memories. So basically what they were going to do is, let me see if I can um, pull this up. Here we go. Um, Avengers 4 Theory. This was a Screen Rant article. Uh Avengers 4 Theory. It is not time travel. It's memories. And basically what they were going at is the main process of it was Tony Stark using the technology that he had used in, I think it was Civil War, where we saw that scene where we saw a younger Tony Stark Mm -hmm. talking to his dad, and then Tony kind of walks behind it. And that could be something... Also, you got to think of the quantum realm as well. We're going to use something with the quantum realm because they made such a big deal about it during Ant-Man and the Wasps. Um so the kind of points that they hit in the article is, number one, Ant-Man and the Wasp almost had memory-based time travel. Um, then they go on to – no, I don't want to see more concept art. I hate when they do – I hate when they do the two-page thing mm-hmm. on articles. Oh, so do I. And then they go into the actual do the Avengers time travel through their memories. And that's a big thing of like – because we've seen them in clips with the little things on their hands – And it looks like they're back in New York. Are they going to go into their memories, go back to New York to try to find out things that can help them now to defeat Thanos? Uh, Because are they going to time travel or are they going to go back in their memories to try to fix it now because they can't time travel because the time stone is kaputz? I mean, it's either that or... um... I got one or two ideas. One of them, this just came up as you were talking about. Mm-hmm. What if they use the memory thing to say, hey, this is when opportune moment to do this? Well, the person's memory obviously can't go with them. Mm-hmm. The rest of them with those, the time watches mm-hmm. jump into their 
and using something with the quantum realm because um and like just yada 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 yeah use that and they combine the two the one that i would think is a little bit more relevant because i mean i I didn't see that as a detrimental part of the movie Mm -hmm. even in civil war that was just like oh this is really awesome tech stark came up with Mm -hmm. especially like almost like it's a flashback but no it's actually real Mm -hmm. um there's also a time stone theory too yeah. Then I, I pulled it up. So according I'm reading this from movieweb.com. According to a new fan theory that was part of the plan all along, the new theory states that the time stone that was given to the Mad Titan was actually taken from the future. Here's the exact theory in whole. I would I would postulate that the time stone can be sent through time all by itself going forward or backwards. How would you play keep away with the time stone? Easy. Send it forward in time to where Thanos can't get it. The problem is, as comic book fans already know, Thanos is immortal. So he can wait. He can wait it out. Doctor Strange conjuring forth the stone the same way as Loki did. The Tesseract is a gigantic misdirect. Loki is able to conceal the Tesseract with his godlike powers of illusion, and while Doctor Strange could certainly be capable of mimicking this easy trick, I don't think that's what's happening. The stone is glowing brilliantly because it's actually traveling back in time from the future. When Doctor Strange hid the time stone, it wasn't through some trick of light or illusion like Loki, but by sending it forward in time to be used later only to be sent back when the Avengers had finished using it. The Time Stone can travel forward or backwards in time, but not space. It will appear on Titan soon after the snap presenting itself to Tony. This is also why Tony needs to survive. If the snap is inevitable, then he is the only one smart enough to A, figure out what is going on when the time stone presents itself on Titan and two, study the stone in order to unlock the quantum quantum realm, the same way the mind stone and the scepter allowed him to create Ultron. This is why the gauntlet breaks from the snap. It's using a time stone from a reality where the Avengers have already won and sent it back in time. A paradox of using a stone from a mutually um, exclusive reality, breaks the gauntlet and helps advance Doctor Strange's plan even further because it cripples Thanos' ability to fight back when the Avengers start mounting their counteroffensive. End quote. And this makes this... Dave brought this up to me while we were playing mm-hmm. WoW, and one of my biggest bugaboos with it was if you bring an alternative time stone into this... Like Dave mentioned to me, if you have two different time stones, that's 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 a no go. You can't have that. The paradox. But if Doctor Strange does some way to, hey, I am giving you this time stone, and the other time stone won't appear until right after the snap, after the other one goes and breaks, then you never have two present at the same time. What do you think about this theory with it presenting to Tony Stark on? Titan, and maybe that's how him and Gamora, not him and Gamora, him and Nebula get off of Titan. It's an interesting concept. Um, 
and I kind of like it. Um, the only problems is again, like you and Dave pointed out, is having two stones at the same time. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would believe that the stone itself could travel through time. Basically, it is at in, mm-hmm. at all times. Because also, how are they going to? Here's another thing to throw into that mm-hmm. because this article, this theory brought up quantum realm. Yeah, with the mind stone relating that to like the scepter with vision. Mm-hmm. If this isn't the case, how do they get Ant Man out of the quantum realm? Because no be, one knows he's there. This would be my thought: is um, that he's going. To, they're going to use, and I don't know how they're going to find out Ant Man. How they're going to mm-hmm. save him, and then get what? So I can't remember what they called it in Ant Man, but they told um Hank. Because it was Hank Pym when he was traveling mm-hmm. through to watch out for... No, it, maybe it was Scott Lang. It was Scott. It was those big... It, the, the things that almost ate him. No, not the, the water bears. Okay. Not the water bears. There's something she said as like, you're in the quantum realm. Watch out for oh, these. Oh, you go far enough? The thing say, if you, you go, go into them, enough? we can't save you. Exactly. That's what I'm guessing mm-hmm. is they're going to use. My thought would be... They save Ant-Man somehow. Maybe they, like... Like these little portals. Notice, maybe, yeah. Those little maybe, windows. This is my thought. Maybe they, like, Tony... When he finally gets back to Earth, mm-hmm. realizes there's this strange frequency from over here. Maybe this is something that could help us out. Mm-hmm. They find that. They find there's just this equipment set up. No one there. Mm-hmm. Um, or something along. I don't know. However, they save Scott. Like, Scott would probably be, no, I was warned not to go into those. Mm-hmm. There, You'll get lost forever. And t- I could see Tony being the one that's, we're going to go in. I've got them. Huh. Multiverses. That's their... The reason why, if you go into them, we can't save you is because you're going then into a different multiverse, my into th- a different universe of the Marvel universe. My thought would be it's more so the fact that, like, you get lost in time. Probably. Because you you're probably going to different time zones. Or yeah. Time, time, parts of the, you're going to different parts of the timeline. Or, and I'm going to bring back the multiverse yeah. thing. Or it's a window to, all right, I'm going now to a world where the Avengers never existed. Or I'm going to a world where Ultron succeeded and Ultron did not die off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, kind of to bring Rick and Morty into this. The many different possibilities. I think it's like I said, I think it's going to be more so of a time travel thing. Mm-hmm. So I think what it's going to be is like it's going to go, it's because they're going to go in, into the past and mm-hmm. f- change certain things because there's what they're saying. And um, or if Ant Man just realizes, fuck, I can just sit here and just float on forever, or I can take this chance and go through one of these. He maybe he'll do that and then mm-hmm. jump back and say, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't blah, blah, blah. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't know about the snap. It's, it's like quantum leap. He's just, uh, he's going through these hoping that the last one will be the last leap home. He doesn't. <laughs> the bad part is maybe he was just like hopping through them. Yeah. As like between infinity wars and whatever. And then that's how he finds them. And why we're seeing Scott Lang, we're seeing Paul Rudd in the casting photo, like the, uh, set photos of, like, Captain America's in his Avengers costume from, yeah. like, the first Avengers. But then Ant-Man's there next to him. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is, like, maybe they're doing jump. Maybe I'm, maybe that's part of that. But mm-hmm. my thought, though, it's like they said they're going to bring, like, they're bringing back people that are dead. Mm-hmm. They're um, wearing, old, some of them are wearing old costumes. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that means we're time traveling. Yeah. This has to mean we're time traveling. Mm-hmm. Because we're going back to jumping in certain spots. And maybe, like, it's like, Cap. You can't come with us on this one because we're gonna be jumping back to when you like to World War One yeah. or two. My bad. Wonder Woman's World War One. Or we're gonna be we're... jumping back to like 
a time where we're going to jump back to the Winter Soldier stuff and we can't necessarily have you getting emotional with Bucky again because Bucky is gone. Right yeah. now, he's disintegrated. Exactly. It's like, we can't have you getting emotional because Bucky's gone right now. Mm-hmm. We can't have you revealing stuff that already happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you can't be part of this one. We need that. We need to let that cap be that cap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this out there before we get into like your whole theory that you have, because I like the theory you have. Mm-hmm. How does Captain Marvel, though, play into it? If it's time travel, how does she play into it? Because... Nick Fury hit the button. 90s. If Nick Fury is a time-traveling Nick Fury, is his communicator, it's not because she's in space somewhere. It's, hey, it's communicating with her while she's still in the 90s. Hey, we need you. I think it's, I think it's, we don't know how her, I think Mm -hmm. I've said this in another podcast. We don't know how she ages. Mm -hmm. We don't know how this, how far the communicator can go. My, I'm going to say it's probably in space. Mm-hmm. She's probably still like doing almost like a Nova Corps, I'm I'm cleanup crew type thing, or she's trying to like. Well, the Nova Corps is dead. I, I know that, <laughs> but I'm saying like I'm not saying she's part of the Nova Corps. Xandar I'm she's like, is gone. <laughs> I'm not saying she's um she is part of the Nova Corps. I'm mm-hmm. saying she's like doing sort of the Nova Corps thing of cleaning yeah. stuff up, Guardians of the Galaxying it. Yeah, but she's more so focused on keeping these mm-hmm. secret wars or the Skrull. Hmm. To doing, like, stay away from Earth type I w- shit. I would love that. So, like, I w- maybe I she's would... still, like, cleaning that up the up thing, to this day. The thing I would love, mm-hmm. and this is me getting ahead of myself, but the end of Avengers 4, which apparently they've come out and said that there's we're going to get a Captain Marvel teaser at some point. Mm-hmm. Once we get that first trailer for Captain Marvel... They will announce the name to Avengers 4 because Ooh. apparently the Captain Marvel trailer will then give away hints at what the title could be or okay. will be for Avengers 4, um, which maybe it is a Secret War type thing where it's like a scroll invasion. And like, I would love at the end, Thanos is dead. This chapter is ending. The post credit scene plays into like... You find out that someone who we've thought has been human all along is a scroll, mm-hmm. and it's like holy shit, we're going into that. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Make that like what hap- is going to happen on Earth. What go into your theory though? So my theory is so we've teased them long enough, Jamie. Yes. So my theory goes off the idea that Marvel throughout their phases has mm-hmm. one big baddie. We've already known that this whole time. From Avenger, the Avengers movie till Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. it's all who's our big baddie. From Avengers one all the way till now, yeah. Who's our big baddie? Thanos. Yes, Thanos okay. has been our big baddie. I thought you were trying to trick me. That's why. No, no, no. I'm just trying to lay it. lay out okay. the idea before okay. I throw mine out. So, and this is going to be the we defeated Thanos. This yeah. final movie. Mm-hmm. Well. Marvel's going to have to have someone. They're not just going to have little pockets of, oh, little guy, little baddie, little mm-hmm. baddie, little baddie. There, There's got to be the next thing. Because Russo's have like the, and I, I Unless, may, I may not be exaggerating. I'm going to, I'm going to interject here and this no. isn't going on a different tangent. No. I just want to interject. Unless the next phase is, hey, we're getting the X-Men Avengers versus X-Men, but could be maybe, but let's go with yours. There's so anyways, another new baddie. Um, well, this doesn't even necessarily just include the Avengers. Mm-hmm. This is, they want to go out into space, but here's another thing. We're going to start playing with time travel. Mm-hmm. 
We don't have a big baddie. And Russo's have like the next 20 movies planned out. Or ideas like they're mapped out to where they could fluctuate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they have because the Fox deals happening, man. The Fox they have the, the they have the backup plans to the backup plans. Unless the government screws us over, but let's hope that doesn't. Yeah. Happen. Really. Um. So, anyways, my thought is this time travel, this time mm-hmm. dilation, is going to get the attention of someone that we haven't even seen yet. We haven't had a reference to yet. You and I have mentioned him before. You and I we have Kang the Conqueror, mm-hmm. time traveler. Uh, I believe he's the conqueror of the 24th century. Mm-hmm. And therefore, so this time dilation thing, what's going to happen is they're going to time travel. It's going to screw up his part. And he's like, okay, no, not okay with me. Mm-hmm. You guys fuck this up because the, like, here's the, here's my thought would be, and this is just me kind of throwing this one out. There's coming off the top of my head right now. Mm-hmm. Thanos is snap. Got rid of half the universe, yeah. left it open. By the 24th century for him to take over and every iteration after him to keep. You're talking about Kang left the, it left it open for Kang the Conqueror to take over. Yeah. And that's what he needed. It's like, oh, no, no. You guys corrected these mm-hmm. things so that the Thanos snap didn't happen. And half I have more of a f- fight against me in my 24th century reign. No. So I'm going to go back and correct these p- possibilities. And it's not going to be those specific ones. But it's like, okay. I have to do this in order for this to happen so that I'm King the Conqueror again in my time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's he's gonna they're gonna get the attention of King the Conqueror. And if he's not that be the next baddie. If not, I mean I mean we also now have the flux though. I am gonna keep that in mind. Of uh, we're getting possibly getting this Mar- Fox deal, because I'm not gonna say it is until the paperwork's mm-hmm. signed out. But then if they have the Fox deal, it could also be the Thanos thing got the attention of Galactus. I thought they said they weren't going to do him, though. I thought Did they, they say that? I, I didn't read so. that one. So. I think the Russos have mentioned that he, because one of the I things. I mean, in a sense, it's a cop out. Because one of the things think I, about it. I brought back up, like on my computer, because I mentioned to you before we recorded today. Yeah. That um, the uh, GWW reports that Marvel Studios is eyeing a June 2019 start to production for an unknown film. The movie will call the UK its home for most of its production projects such as, such as um, Black Widow, Doctor Strange 2, and The Eternals are the three known hmm. options for Marvel, but which one will it be? Because the thing Black that's interesting Widow. is we know that we, we know that Spider-Man is taking place overseas. Yes. Because we've the newest thing we've seen is Venice. Nick Fury's been in Venice recently. Um, and we know that this past week, um, Tom Holland kind of dropped in spoiler man fashion, the whole Hydro Man being a villain. And with Venice being filled with water, what a great place for Spider-Man to be at a disadvantage. Yeah, right. The front runner that people are saying are Black Widow, but it's interesting that they're gonna have a phase four movie that we don't know we don't know which one it is, just start production. Yeah. In twenty nineteen, which will be right after Avengers. Yeah. Mid twenty nineteen is after Avengers. The whole thing that I like about your King the Conqueror thing though, is it sets up that next Avengers that they're gonna have. Yeah. Because the main the reason why I feel like they chose the main Avengers to be the ones that survive is it's 
this is your going away party. Yeah. This is your going away party. You guys figure it out. Mm-hmm. The main, Just like it started in 2012 with the actual Avengers, it's going to end in 2019 with the actual Avengers. And that's they're just going to have to figure shit out. But yep. the thing I wonder, do they do a Young Avengers where I think Spider-Man was on that one that went up against King the Conqueror? Or like, do they um, bring in X-Men or do they leave X-Men by themselves? Unless they're gearing towards the uh, new Avengers that's out right now, which is the female Jane mm-hmm. Foster Thor. Um, which the, there is an article that Peyton Reed, who plays uh, Wasp, yeah, she recently said she doesn't want a spin-off Wasp movie. But she is quoted saying that she wants um, Ant-Man. Or no, I'm sorry. Paid Reed is not the one that played Wasp. The chick that played Wasp, um, I'm blanking on her name. Yeah. Um, she had said that she doesn't want, um, she doesn't want A Wasp, Wasp to be her own movie. Peyton Reed, I believe, is the director. Mm-hmm. She wants Wasp. To lead an all-female Avengers movie. That'd be cool, too. But my thought was, as back to what I was saying, yeah. is maybe they're gearing towards like, hey, this is your kind of final hurrah mm-hmm. because Evans is leaving. Uh, yeah. John, Don, Robert Downey Jr. is leaving. Um, Hemsworth wants to still be part of the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. but I think he said after this stuff, he's he wants taking to, a break from acting. Because he wants to spend more time with his kids. Plus, with this 10 years Fantastic. of movies, he's made enough money. He's made mm-hmm. enough money just to be a stay-at-home Thor. Exactly. <laughs> we so, we only need him every once in a while. But the cool part would be then, like, if they... Because they still have Sam to be Captain America, mm-hmm. and they can have, like... Um, well, I did... Re- Sam or... Um, Bucky. Bucky. Well, maybe have Bucky let him have the break until for a little while. Let Sam be the... Because aren't... I believe both of them are... They both have at one point. right? Like, both, both of them have are disappeared, disappeared from yeah. the snap. Um... What it is is um ill I'm because I started reading the comics mm-hmm. for that one a little bit just to check it out. The uh, Miles Morales Spider Man I believe is the one that's in that one, but we mm-hmm. can always have normal Peter Parker. Miss um, Marvel mm-hmm. is part of it. Tony Stark is, but we can always figure out something else for that. And that's another thing. Um, I wonder if if Tony leaves, if they're gonna have Shuri take on a Riri Williams Iron Heart. Could be. That would be cool. Because I don't think they get rid of T'Challa anytime soon. No. They're not getting rid of Black Panther. I think isn't there supposed to be a Black Panther 2 in the mm-hmm. in the plan or at least planned out? You know what's the cool thing about that? Huh. Guess who might be the villain for it if they get the uh okay from so or if after Far From Home, Sony and Marvel re up their deal. Hmm. Guess who they wanted it's because they wanted to use him in Black Panther One. I can't remember his name, but, but they uh, couldn't get the, the rights from Sony. Craven the Hunter. That would be cool. Oh my god! I how 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 much have I been pander like pandering towards that character? Craven the Hunter. Like, that would be. And I was like, put him in the uh, Sinister Six. Hell no! Could you imagine? And like Dave said, trying to hunt down Chita. Chita- T'Challa. T'Challa, like T'Challa, thank you. Oh God, could you imagine Craven the Hunter, the greatest prize, hunting the Black Panther? Yeah, right. The Black Panther on his that would mantle. be cool. Oh my God, like and like Dave said, I'm not taking anything away from Michael B. Jordan. I'm glad we got Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger mm-hmm. in Black that Panther. That was great too. But oh my God, like that's what they're thinking I about just for imagine, Black Panther too. I want your helmet on my wall. Exactly, exactly. I I never freeze. As he falls out, like maybe Craven's trying to freeze him, but that's what they're doing. Like they're not gonna. We know for sure they're not gonna get rid of Black Panther. No, they're not gonna get rid of 
Spider-Man. The only just one making we, them way too much money. The only one that we don't know how they're going to come back yet is Gamora. Yeah. Well, how do you think she's going to come back? Is she going to lead the Guardians, the future Guardians? I don't know. I just don't know how they're going to get her back because mm-hmm. technically she was hurled off a cliff. She well, wasn't I mean, just with snapped. time travel, maybe she they change just, everything. She wasn't just snapped away. She was hurled off a cliff. Yeah, but if they redo time and go back Yeah, far then, enough, then they can maybe save her with that. That's But, I mean, thing. also you can't mess with time too much or you completely break off the branch. And maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe. Or but they, we don't know. Or they also go, hey, Batista, you're not coming back. We're going to kill you in Avengers 4. Maybe. Maybe they do that as well. But any final thoughts on this before we wrap it up? Um, no, I think, um, I don't know, let them and you decide what mm-hmm. you think about the King of the Conqueror being the next big bad. I, I would like, are you thinking like post-credit scene maybe? Like um, post-credit jumping into the next one? Maybe, even if the, even smaller hint than Thanos. Not, e- not even naming King at all. No, I would say the the smallest hint possible, but mm-hmm. like, like even less than the... Thanos side smile like yeah. that. I'd say get which the, looking back at that to where Thanos was in Infinity War. Oh my God, does he look so much better now than he oh, did yeah, back for sure. then? For sure, like even with him just sitting in the chair the first time we saw him, it's like oh, yeah, he does so not look sad. that good back then. <laughs> no, but yeah, um, that'd be cool because then we can have different movies building mm-hmm. up to that because we're gonna still have things on Earth. It's just not gonna be Avengers. Yeah. They said they're gonna kind of step away from that. Mm-hmm. But as for your London one, I didn't even get to answer that. Yep. My my thought would be the easiest one to go off of would be Doctor Strange because maybe rebuilding the sanctums. Maybe. And it's like, oh, I have to rebuild the London. Because we do know Mordo is gonna be the villain. He's gonna be a villain for it, yeah. He's gonna I'm assuming he's I'm gonna, gonna be, be the, the main, main villain. One. I would think so too. Because at the end of Doctor Strange One, he killed the guy. He didn't kill him, he just took his ma- magic oh, I, away. I thought he basically killed him. Basically. Basically. He left him for dead. Basically paralyzed and just on the ground, not yeah. able to move. But I mean that he'll be an interesting one. Right. Because he's supposed to be correct me if I'm wrong. He's supposed to be the main villain to, like, the main arch enemy to Doctor Strange. I don't remember, honestly. I didn't know a ton about Doctor Strange, so Mm -hmm. I don't remember off the top of my head for him. But, yeah, I I think he's going to be the next villain, especially since he's taking everyone's magic. But I think it's going to be, like, Doctor Strange and Wong, like... Also in Avengers, how does Wong play in? Because did Wong disappear or not? Oh. I'm assuming they kept one wizard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because usually in the comics, it's as you and I both read, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be when the snap Wong disappears, yeah, and Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is still there. Well, I think they probably just flipped it then, mm-hmm. just to make it more dramatic because Doctor Strange was on Titan with with Tony. Tony. Yeah. Now it's Tony and Gamora have to figure it out. Nebula, Nebula. But yes, I keep messing them up. <laughs> I mean, Nebula is the one that's there, but this is where you guys come in. Yeah. The camera's off, so I'm looking at a uh, blank camera. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section about the whole time travel thing for Avengers. Little housekeeping here at the end. Make sure to support us on Patreon to help us out trying to make this the best product for you guys. Ten dollar tier, you can join a podcast. Rick and Johnny podcast is still yet to have a Patreon call in. You could be the first. I know people in the comment section like to say first all the time. Well, you can actually say it on a podcast. Just check out that $10 tier. Also, make sure to check out 
our store link down below in the description so you can get yourself an MVP t-shirt. You can also get that at mostvaluablepodcast.com, where you can also catch MVP each and every day. And last but not least, make sure to give the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It would really mean the world to us. But for Johnny Carlick and myself, Ricky Widmer, as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.